Hello and welcome to Theater 5 from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Theater 5 presents Reunion. All right, Peter. Ready to take a little dictation? Of course, Mr. McMaster. All right. To Percy, whatever his name is, the general manager of Goliath Seal. Percy Dennison. Oh, yes, Dennison. Dear Dennison, this is to confirm the telephone order I gave you last Tuesday. The discount of 2% for cash is satisfactory, but I must urge speed and delivery, so forth, so forth. Yours, etc., Kirk McMaster's. You got it? Yes, sir. Cable to that guy in Iran. Expect my man Hodgson soonest, period, he speaks for me, regards, etc., okay? Yes, sir. All right, that's all. You can't think of anything else, can you? Well, no, sir. There's nothing urgent right now, nothing really to do until we get to Cairo next week. Unless, uh... Unless there's something you don't know about, that it? Well, uh, yes, sir. You're wondering, aren't you, Peter? <laughs> well, a little bit, yes, sir. Then ask me. Well, then, uh, why are we here, sir? Why are we here? Why are we in this hick town? Why are we registered in this flea bag of a hotel? That's what you're wondering. Well, something like that, yes, Mr. McMaster's. Well, I may tell you. I'll tell you this much anyway. Wish we had some work to do. One letter and one cable. It's all I could dream up to keep myself from making a phone call I have to make. Ever seen me scared before, Peter? Scared? You? No, sir, never. Well, I'm scared now. And you know what I'm scared of? Well, I can't imagine, sir. A woman. It's a good joke, isn't it? I'm scared of a woman. You know something, Peter? This is my hometown. Oh? Uh, no, sir, I didn't know that. And I came back here to... Oh, for heaven's sake, why don't I do it? Hand me the phone book, Peter. It was nice of you to come over, Anne. Well, I wanted to help. Well, but there's nothing you can do. Excuse me. Coy. Hello? Helen? Yes? If it was you, I'd have known your voice. Who's this? Apparently you don't remember mine. Ellen, this is Kirk McMasters. Oh, I... D is this a joke? Of course not. Oh, my voice can't have changed so much in ten years. Kirk. Ellen, I'm here in Jonesboro. Oh, my, that's... That's very surprising. I'd like to see you, Ellen. Oh, well, um... Uh, oh, hold on a minute, will you, Kirk? Certainly. And it's Kirk McMasters. So I gather. He's here in town. He wants to see me. What do you want me to say? Nothing. I'm just giving myself time to think. Kirk McMasters. Hello, Kirk? Yes, Ellen. Um, I just had to tell Anne something. My sister Anne, you remember Anne? Of course. 
Um, well, she just happened to drop in and... and... Uh, when can I see you, Ellen? Oh, well, but this is all so... so unexpected. I... Oh, my goodness, we haven't asked after each other yet. How are you, Kirk? I'm fine, Ellen. I don't have to ask how you're doing. We read about you all the time. Oh, my goodness, dinner at the White House. Oh, it's that way down toward the foot of the table. Oh. <laughs> how are you, Ellen? Oh, I'm the same. I'm... I'm just fine. When can I see you? You haven't asked how Ned is. Oh, yes, Ned. Well, how is Ned? Ned is fine. He, um... Well, he hasn't turned out the way you predicted, you know. I see. Now, when can I see you, Ellen? Well, I'm very busy. I'm not just saying that, Kirk. I am busy. I, I have two committee meetings in the next 24 hours, and... Well, I'm... I'm... I'm quite the small-town clubwoman now. Ellen. Yes? I came to Jonesboro for one purpose. To see you. Oh, dear. You know why, too. No. Yes, you do. But if you need it spelled out, I'll do that when I see you. Well, I... Oh, Kirk. All right. Come tomorrow, um, say, 3 p.m.? All right, Ellen. Bye. Goodbye, Kirk. Oh, Anne, what'll I do? Three o'clock tomorrow? Yes. Anne, I wanted to see him. I shouldn't have let him come, but I... I wanted to see him. Anne? Mm-hmm? You came here today because you said you wanted to help me. Well, you can now. Will you? Of course I will. Just tell me what you want. All right, but it's going to take some time. Sit down. <laughs> Well, Peter, you heard me on the phone? Yes, sir. What do you think? Of what? Well, I mean, I thought you very much wanted to see that one. Very much. Is that what you mean? I guess so. Oh, Mr. McMasters, I'm in a difficult position here. Are you asking me for advice? Yes, Peter, I think I am. Well, uh, is this woman married? Yes, she's married. Oh? To the biggest fool... Well, she says he didn't turn out the way I thought he would, but... Look, Peter, I know you can't guess what went on between Ellen and me back 10, 11 years ago. Oh, sir, I'm afraid I can't. Well, you've got to know what I was like then. I was ambitious. Well, that doesn't surprise me. I didn't have much social life. I was busy working up a scheme to save Eastern Development Corporation a basket full of money. Eastern Development didn't know anything about it, but I'd pick them to give me my start. And I kept myself busy. But one night I went to a party. And met this woman? Oh, I knew her. This is a small town. But I had nothing to do with girls. I was too busy, too ambitious. I went to the party only because it was given by the son of a local businessman who knew someone at Eastern Development. They played a game at that party called murder. Somebody plays a detective and cards are dealt. The one who gets the ace of spades shows it to nobody, but he knows he's the murdered one. They put out the lights. And everybody walks around in the dark until the murderer picks a victim, hits him, and the victim screams. And the lights go on, and the detective questions everybody and tries to find out who'd done it. Well, when the lights went out, I followed Ellen. I'd been noticing her, and she looked so pretty. I followed her, and I took her arm. Are you the murderer? No, no, shh. What are you doing? Shh, please. Oh, Kirk. Ellen... You're so lovely. Oh! Oh, I've been murdered. The lights went on, and Ellen and I sprang apart. We didn't look at each other. 
that we didn't tell the truth when the detective questioned us. I didn't know what got into me. But I didn't worry about it because I wasn't a lover. I was a young and ambitious man. I didn't speak to Ellen during the rest of the party. For the next few days, I went back to my routine, which involved working long hours into the night in a workroom I'd rented over a drugstore on Main Street. And then one night, when I was nearly through with my work, there was a knock on the door. Well, who's that? Oh. Hello, Kirk. Why? Well, hello, Ellen. May I come in? Well, oh, sure, sure. I was working, but... Sure, come in. Well, I don't want to interrupt you. Oh, it's all right. I was almost through. You work every night, don't you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Except the other night, the night of the party. Oh, yes, the night of the party. No, I didn't work that night. You're as nervous as I am. Nervous? Well, I'm... Well, I'm just wondering why, why you're here. I am, too. Kirk? Yes? You kissed me the other night. Huh? Oh, y- y- yes, yes, I did. I, I don't know what I was... I mean, after all, you came to the party with Ned Alford, and I, I didn't have any right. I'm sorry, Ellen, I guess I was just... Uh... Just what? Why did you kiss me, Kurt? Well, you look so pretty. I followed you in the dark because... Well, you look so pretty. I almost came here last night. I told myself I mustn't do that. And so I asked Ned Alford to take me to the movies tonight. And and when he brought me home, I... I well, I just left the house again and, and came here. I don't know why, but I haven't been able to get it out of my mind that, that you kissed me the other night. Oh, I'll go. I'll go. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Don't go. All right. Kirk? Ellen, why'd you go out with Ned Alfred? Oh, he's nice. I like him. Well, he drinks a lot. I know. Never holds on to a job. He asks me to go out with him, though. Huh. Want to go for a ride? My -hmm. car isn't much. I'll have a better one someday. And soon, I think. Would you want to go for a ride? Down to the river, maybe? Mm Mm-hmm. I'd like to very much, Kirk. Oh, you don't think I was... I was... Bold coming here this way. Oh, no, no. Come any time you want. I told myself each time she came that the next time I'd send her away. But I never did. She gave me opportunities to, but I... I never sent her away. Did you notice? Notice? That I haven't been here for a week. Oh, yes, yes. I, I wondered when you'd come. And I wondered whether you'd call. Well, look, Ellen, I'm awfully busy. I'm all full of this thing. I'm working up for Eastern States development. Well, I've been busy myself. I've been going out with Ned. Oh, Ellen, you shouldn't do that. A guy like Ned, you don't ever expect an amount to anything, do you? I don't know. Why, well, right this minute, he hasn't even got a job. I know. You shouldn't go out with him. Kirk, Ned Alfred has asked me to marry him. What? Oh, no. Do you know any reason why I shouldn't say yes? You serious? Do you know any reason why I shouldn't be serious about Ned? No. Well, wish me luck, then. 
and go back to your drawing board, Kirk. I'm not going driving with you tonight. And that's the last time I ever saw her, Peter. And you know why I came back here to Jonesboro? Because I'm going to take her away with me. Tomorrow afternoon at three, I'm going to tell her. Oh, I had my hair done this morning. Come in. In here. Well, this is very nice. Oh, well, the rug's a little worn, but we're going to get a new one. They're very nice drawings. Well, they've polished Kirk McMaster's when he started noticing drawings. Oh, I found such things are worth money. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Now, can I get you something, a drink? No, nothing, thanks. Am I going to see Ned? Oh, I'm sorry, no. Good. (laughs) Well, I'll ignore that comment. Ned had to go up to the state capitol for a couple of days. There's a contract coming up. I see. Oh, I've gotten your Christmas cards, and I love them. Ellen, tell me, are you ever sorry? About what? I want to tell you something, Ellen. There hasn't been a week since I left Jonesboro. I haven't paced a room and felt sad thinking of you. Oh, Kirk, we'd better not talk this way. I didn't call you darling very much back then. You never called me darling. I didn't say I love you. No, you didn't. Always talked about myself. That's right. About my plans, about my ambitions. And I never telephoned you. No, never. You waited for me to come to that office you had. Well, Ellen, what I'm saying is that all of that is the... It's the regret of my life. You haven't asked about Ned. I started to ask you if you were sorry... I'll ask you that now. Ned has a little business. I don't care about Ned. It's not a big business. Ellen, I asked if you were ever sorry. Let me tell you this way. When you came up the walk, you weren't too impressed. Oh, the house needs painting, and... But we're going to take care of that in a month or so, and we're going to buy a new rug, and that's the way we live, Kurt. I don't care about rugs and paint. Oh, I do. And it's a nice house, really, isn't it? Not just the drawings. That chair you're sitting on is a good piece, and and the ottoman, and and those lamps. You have been sorry. No. And why are you talking this way? I want you to know that my life is not so bad. Of course that's what you want me to think. To know. To think. Now, Helen, I came here for a purpose. What is it? To say darling to you. Oh, it's too late for that. To say I love you. Don't, Kirk. To take you away with me, Helen. To take you away with me. Why, you must be joking. No, I'm not. Well, what would make you think that I... that I would even entertain such an idea? Because I want you to. Oh! (laughs) All right, laugh. You know and I know that I'm self-centered, but self-centered or not, I love you. Oh, Kirk, come now. It's been ten years you don't even know me. I know that this unpainted house is Ned, that the beautiful pictures on the wall are you. Oh, but I... Am I wrong? I don't know. Now, Ellen, I'll stay in Jonesboro as long as I have to. I didn't expect you to say yes this afternoon. But I'll stay here. I'll cancel a trip I'm supposed to make. 
I'll come here to see you. I'll woo you. Oh, Kirk McMaster, you shut up. What? Who do you think you are coming here after ten years? And you're not listening to me either. I told you. I have a good life. And now you just sit there and let me spell it out for you. I have a husband who has some faults. You noticed that ten years ago. You warned me against him. But when I came to you and asked if I should marry him, you didn't say, no, marry me instead. I know, Ellen, No, you sent me to him, and I married him. And maybe there are times when I, I wish I hadn't, because there never was a married person, man or woman, who didn't wish that sometimes. But there are times, too, when I, when I glory in my marriage. And do you know when those times are? When he says, I love you, Ellen. You never said that, as you pointed out yourself, but, but he says it, and not because he's asked, and not to get me to run away with him either. He and I are very comfortable, and I like it that way. We play cribbage together. We found we can't have children, but sometimes we take care of Anne's little girl for her, and... and and I want you to get out of here. I want to apologize, Ellen. Goodbye. Goodbye, Kirk. How much longer, Peter? We land at Kennedy Airport in half an hour, sir. And we take off for Cairo tomorrow. I'll be glad to be on the move again. Well, I'm sorry if things didn't go right for you in Jonesburg. You are not. You're glad I got my comeuppance. Oh, I saw how you looked at me when I said I was going after another man's wife. Well, the lady didn't want me. She had something better. Something she called better, anyway. You know what it was? Comfort. A comfortable home. Comfortable husband. Well, that nonsense is out of my system. Right now, they're probably playing cribbage. Cribbage, for heaven's sake. <laughs> Can you imagine me playing cribbage? Hello? Oh, hello, Ellen. Well, is it all over? Yes, Anne. You all right? Yes. Oh, yes, I weathered it. I'm all right. He's as handsome as ever, Anne. And not a pound heavier, either. What can I do for you? Nothing. I have to go downtown now. Oh, um, Ellen, could you leave the key in the mailbox? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I don't want to hurry you, but... If Harry and I could come down in the station wagon and pick up the pictures and the chairs, it would... Oh, of course, of course, and thanks, Anne. They helped me get through the afternoon. Good. Oh, poor Ned. But it would have been awful for him and, and everybody else if he'd been here. But, Anne, do you think it was awful of me giving him the liquor myself this time? No, not under the circumstances. Well, I'm going downtown now. Ellen. Yes? Do you have any regrets? Well, I love Ned, Anne. Fine, Ellen. I'm going downtown to bail him out. With Kirk, I'd be on a plane to some wonderful place. <laughs> and you ask me if I have regrets. <laughs> 
Theater 5 has presented Reunion, written by Robert Sanadella, directed by Warren Somerville. In the cast, Augusta Dabney, Evelyn Juster, Lon Clark, and Donald Buca. Script editor, Jack C. Wilson. Original music by Alexander Vlastotsenko. Orchestra under the direction of Glenn Osser. Executive producer for Theater 5, Mr. Lee Bowman. We invite your comments. Write to Theater 5, New York 23, New York. That's Theater 5, New York 23, New York. This is Fred Foy speaking. This has been an ABC Radio Network production.